Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to this installment of the Girls Got Game podcast. My name is Joe Butter. I will be your solo host for this evening. We had a guest last time, two weeks ago, for the ANA Inspiration, but now I'm back by myself. Hopefully we'll have another guest soon, but for now, you're just going to hear my voice. Uh, but again, thank you for tuning in. Um, this week we are posting this episode a little bit sooner, as you may have noticed, as this tournament is actually going to be kicking off on Wednesday this week. Uh, so a big change, so make sure you get your lineups in. The major contest on DraftKings is a little bit smaller than what we saw last week, which we kind of expected because it's not a major, or two weeks ago. But it's even smaller than what we were seeing before that, which is a little bit disappointing. Uh, so we got to make sure we get this filled so we can get some bigger contests and more consistent contests you know, in the future. Uh, what they've been putting out is you know, a $4,000 prize pool uh, for an $8 contest this week, it's only 3000 uh, so there's only 441 entries in the main $8 contest, uh, and instead of 20 entry, uh, 20 multi-entry contests, it's now 13 so we got to make sure we get that filled, uh, there's only 160 in it right now, uh, so let's get that filled, and then they have a bunch of other, you know, $3 entry, $1, $5, just kind of a couple mass entry like the dollar and the quarter jukebox um but then they got you know a couple single bullets that we need to fill them all up fill them all up make them give us some more variety of contests you know similar to what we get on pga and and just give us a couple bigger ones you can give us these same contests just make them a little bit bigger uh but that's just a matter of we got to fill them up and we got to build the audience so that's kind of what i'm hoping we're doing here uh so if you guys like this show please pass it on to a friend Tell somebody that may be interested in golf beyond, you know, watching Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, and John Rahm, and might be interested in watching some women shoot the same damn scores. Like, these girls are just as good. It's just as exciting to watch the Annie Inspiration. was incredible. Patty Tavitanikit, let me tell you, I've been, I've been preaching Patty for weeks, and that was as dominating a performance as we've seen since probably Dustin Johnson's win at the Masters last year. Um, that was an incredible performance. I mean, it took a 62, a record-tying 62 by Lydia Ko on Sunday to even make it interesting. You know, if she shoots 66, which is, you know, just a standard round of golf, a, a good one, but, you know, standard round of golf, uh, she wins by six instead of two. Uh, just It was just an incredible performance. I mean, from, from the first hole to the 72nd hole, it was just dominating. Um, and if you follow me on Twitter... I'm at Joe Butter underscore uh, the show that we put out for you. Myself and Skylar Hoke of FTN Daily put out a show for you that week. Uh, we, we gave you some winning information. Skylar Hoke peppered the eight, $8 contest. Um, damn near won the thing. And if you guys listen to me at all and, pre- and, and listen to me preach about Patty Tabataniket, I mean, she was 180 to 1, and that was just smashing from the second I saw that I, I put that bet in I think on Tuesday didn't even do any research leading into it I just saw Patty Tavitanica at 180 to 1 I'm like she's been playing you know top 15 golf on the LPGA tour you know this calendar year and she's at 180 to 1 it was just a no-brainer that cashed it was beautiful I loved it Jordan Spieth won the same day I'm a big Jordan Spieth fan it was just a huge day um, but anyway, it was a phenomenal tournament. If you know anybody that might be interested, even remotely in women's golf, tell them about this show. Get them interested. Get them into betting. Everybody likes betting on sports. It makes it more fun to watch. And frankly, it gives you more of a reason to be invested. It, it's hard. To, for me personally, it's hard for me to watch anything without having a little bit of money invested in it. It's hard for me to watch golf. It's hard for me to watch baseball. It's hard for me to watch football. With, without anything in it, I need something, um, and and this is great because there's, I've been preaching it for weeks, this is the opportunity to make some money because there's not a whole lot of people in it right now, so get in there, make some money now, and then let's free roll when this shit gets popular, alright, anyway, let's get into it, this week we got the Lot Championship, I'm not sure if it's Lot T, Lot, uh, Lot Championship, it is in Hawaii, on the island of Oahu, uh, this year it's going to be played at the Kapolei Golf Club, which is the first year on this course. This is a nine-year running event, 
and they generally play on Koolina. I'm not sure why they decided not to, if it's something COVID-related. I'm not really sure, but supposedly they're going back to that course next year. Um, the courses are virtually on the same property. They're about a mile and a half apart from each other. Uh, so I'm I'm still looking into course history because I still I, I believe you're playing virtually the same golf course. Uh, same style, same conditions, same yardage. Uh like the whole construction obviously is going to be a little bit different. The design's obviously going to be a little bit different, but you're you're playing basically the same condition golf course. So this is a very strong course history golf tournament. So I'm I'm not going to discount that because it's a different golf course when you're basically playing on the same property. It's uh, just under 6,400 yards, so rather short. Uh, so that brings a lot of players into consideration because I'm not going to be looking at driving distance at all and par 72 uh brooke henderson is your two-time defending champion last year it was canceled altogether so she won in 2018 and 2019 so we got her technically going for a three-peat even though didn't play last year she's still the defending champion uh so that's going to be interesting to watch uh christy kerr has won this event say young kim has won this event uh and we got some Big names that have a really strong tournament history, which all names that you expect. You know, your Daniel Kangs, NB Park, Arya Jatanagarn, uh, Soyeon Ryu, uh, all these players that you would expect to play well pretty much every time they tee it up, and they do here. And it's been very strong. NB Park is, has just been incredible here, which she basically has been incredible everywhere. Every single step of her career, she's one of the best players in LPJ history for a reason. And this course is no different. She, she dominates this golf course. Brooke Henderson, I was kind of surprised to see her price where it is. Uh, we'll get into that. The pricing, it seemed as though DraftKings spent the off week trying to figure this out because their pricing this week is very solid. Nothing really jumped out at me beyond... You know, a couple little things here and there. But for the most part, pretty much everybody jumped up to where they're supposed to be. So that's going to hurt a little bit of the advantage that we had that we could take advantage of. You know, the fact that Patty Tavitanica was priced in the mid-sixes and she's out here winning majors. Um, things like that. Like Austin Ernst, you know, being priced up with Jessica Korda and, and Hyoju Kim and stuff like that. She got a bump down. To where she belongs. She's one of the only players that actually went down after, you know, the last uh, last event, and they're finally seemingly catching up. Uh, but it doesn't matter. We're still going to take advantage of it. There is a massive, massive sized group of players in the sevens and sixes, which has been the theme since I've been doing this. And there's a lot of players down there that provide excellent value that are not big named. I am going to talk about my ownership projection model creation whatever you want to call it this week i'm feeling pretty confident about what i've been doing with ownerships and dk values and stuff like that so i'm going to be used i'm going to be incorporating that into today's show we'll see how it works hopefully it's effective i'm not going to sit here and tell you that the ownership projections that i'm giving you are going to be guaranteed because obviously they're not we don't know and the fact that this is virtually half the field size that we had two weeks ago is going to make the, the tournament field size is going to throw my ownerships off because every single week there's a different amount of players in the event in the in the contest where, you know, PGA, you get you're getting the same exact contest every single week, the same exact ones, the same exact size. They just they're going to throw a million maker in for the big events. This we're, we get the same contest. The eight dollar four iron is what they call it. And every week has been a different size, which is kind of irritating because it's really making it hard to make ownership projections. But I'm going to do my best, and I'm fairly confident in what I'm doing, so I'm going to use that. All right, so I gave you the course breakdown. I gave you the course history, some good players. Let's get right into it. I told you a few weeks ago I want to make these a little bit shorter. I'm going to stick to that. Last week was long because I had a guest and we had some fun. This week is me listening to me by myself we're gonna make this quick all right let's get into it we are going to start off with the 10k range it's fairly small 10k and up uh fairly small we got 
Going down, Nelly Korda at 11-1, the highest priced player in the field. NB Park follows her at 10-9. Se Young Kim, 10-7. Danielle Kang, 10-5. Lydia Ko, 10-2. And Lexi Thompson rounds it out at 10 even. Just a six-player group. And I'll be honest with you, I don't hate anyone in this group. I really don't. There are players that I like better than others, and I'll tell you, I don't hate anybody. So if you want to start your lineup with any of these players, you can you can talk me into virtually any of them. All right, my favorite, personal favorite, and I'm actually shocked she's not the highest price player in the field, is MB Park at $10,900. I think it's just it's just ridiculous that she's not the highest price player in the field. She's played two events. She won one by five. She came in seventh last week um, and really was right in the thick of the event that everybody not named Patty Tavitanik had played. Patty was just you know, head and shoulders above everybody else in the field for that week. And NB Park was right in that next tier of everybody else. She was right there. She's a very short hitter. This course doesn't appear to matter for distance. Like I said, it's a short golf course. She's very accurate. She's excellent with her irons, and she's one of the best putters in history. Uh, Just dominating. She has an average... DraftKings price over the last two events, her two events played this calendar year of $11,000, and she's producing greater than a 9, 9x value to that price. She's averaging over 100 points, which obviously you're going to win. It's going to skew that. But the fact that she's even creating that much value off of that price is incredible. And I'm playing her a lot. It's, there's a lot of players down low that I like, and it makes it very, very easy to get up to this price. She's my favorite play. Wouldn't be surprised if she wins again. She's the type of player that can rattle off wins. Uh, we've, we've seen her do that, so she's my favorite play. And also, I'm going to ride the coattails of Lydia Ko at 10200 What she did on Sunday at the ANA was absolutely incredible. It took every bit of it just to make Patty sweat a little down the stretch and really work a little down the stretch. But what we what we saw that Sunday was just vintage Lydia Ko. It's what she was doing when she burst onto the scene and became the number one player in the world at like 17 years old and, you know, rattled off 15 wins in a matter of three years. That win, she hasn't won in two and a half, three years. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. We saw Jordan Spieth end a three-and-a-half-year drought. We just saw Hideki Matsuyama end a three-and-a-half-year drought drought by the way congrats to Hideki congrats to Japan what an event that was just incredible golf that he played back to this um it's just a matter of time Lydia Ko is going to break that streak I think she's going to win a couple times this year like the golf she's playing and it wasn't just last week she's been doing this for a few weeks now she's been playing very very well and I think she's actually going to be my pick to win this tournament I just think that it's just tailor-made for her it's a little bit shorter, so she could take advantage of the little bit of yardage that she has gained over the past year and a half. And she she figured out the greens. She figured out her putter. She figured out her irons. She was just absolutely insane on that Sunday. And I don't see why she can't carry that in to this week and, and ride that to victory. So those are my two favorite plays. Again, I don't hate anybody in this group. Nellie Corda, I think she's going to be just fine. She plays well every single week. She's priced up here for a reason. I'm, I'm a little surprised she's above Envy Park, but she's priced here for a reason. She's earned it. Um, my ownership projection is showing her to be higher owned than Envy Park, so give me Park all day on that. And Park was number one overall in my custom model, and uh, Nellie Corda was 10th. Not that that's terrible, but that's a pretty decent enough gap for me to want to wanna ride Envy Park. Um one player that I don't necessarily love in this range, Danielle Kang. Um, I've been playing her a lot lately. Picked her to win a couple weeks ago. It's just she seems to really struggle to put four rounds together right now. She did it for the Tournament of Champions, which was you know obviously an easier golf course, as we could see by the scores that they put up. But since then, she's really struggling to put those four rounds together. I mean, one thing that jumped out at me is that she's putting up decent results. So if you look at her her results, her game log, you're going to see top 10 finishes, top 15 finishes virtually every week other than the miscut of Gamebridge. And she's doing it by backdooring, you know, that top 10 on Sunday. She's averaging, uh, she has a 68 score on average on Sunday. 
over 70 all first three days. 70, 71 and three quarter on Thursday, 72 Friday, 70 on Saturday, 68 on Sunday. Not bad. Nothing's wrong with that. She's putting really, really well, but she's, she's not as crisp everywhere else as we're accustomed to seeing. And the fact that she's just, it, it's a frustrating DraftKings watch. Like just watching her through the week is just frustrating because you know she's going to end up getting into that T12, which is, you know, good. But it's just frustrating to watch how she gets there. Um, and, you know, the fields are getting stronger. I, I just don't think it's not my favorite play. If you want to do it, go ahead. I'm not going to say don't, but there's better options and for cheaper. All right, let's get into 9K. Another small range. Um, only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players in this one. So we got Minji Lee at 9.8, Brooke Henderson, 9.6, Hyoju Kim, 9.4. Jessica Korda, 9-3. So Yeon Ryu, 9-2. Jung-un Lee, 6-9-1. Arya Jatanagarn, 9,000 even. One of the players that I'm saying is surprising to me. DraftKings did a very good job this week. I'm going to give them their credit. Jung-un Lee, 6. I, I don't understand why her price keeps going up. She's been playing horribly, and her price keeps going up. So... We'll, we'll get into a little bit more deeper, but big fade. Don't, don't. No, no. All right, my favorite play in this range uh, right now is Hyoju Kim. Um, I know Brooke Henderson is the two-time defending champ, uh, but Hyoju Kim has been playing very, very well. She also has the course history here. She hasn't won. She hasn't won this golf tournament, but she's been very, very good. She has two top fives, a top 10, top 20, so four top 20s. You know, in the last six years, really five, because they didn't play last year. Uh, so very, very steady here. She hasn't won, but it I wouldn't be surprised if she does. And she's an excellent putter, not very long, very accurate, which is what you need at this golf course from what it appears. And she's just been getting it done. And I'm projecting her to be under 5% owned. Because of who's around her. I mean, you, you can go right up to Brooke Henderson. It's a name that everybody knows. You can go right down to Jessica Corda. It's a name that everybody knows. Arya Jatanagarn. It's a name that everybody knows. Not even a little bit a little bit further up, Lexi Thompson. A name that everybody knows. I think she's going to be the lowest owned in this 9K range, perhaps. Other than Jungmin Lee 6. Because hopefully enough people listen to this that they'll listen to me and they won't play her. Or... Actually, hopefully some people do play her because I want to win some money too. But I, it's just a, a smash play for me. The fact that she's going to be low, lower owned. She's one of the players whose price actually came down from you know her season average, where you know a lot of players were getting a bump up when DraftKings did their did their due diligence this time. Her price went down, and I don't I don't really know why. She's been playing very very well. Uh, so I really like her. Um, she's played two events, and she came in fifth at the Kia, 28th at A&A. She's playing very, very well. So I'm, I'm playing her a lot. It's very easy to fit her in with MB Park. Um, I also like So Young Ryu a lot. She also has course history. Um, she's been playing very, very well. She is projected to be about 9% owned, which is still pretty low, especially for this range. Um, and she's creating almost an 8x value on, you know, a, a over 9k price, which is very good. I mean, she's averaging over 70 points at uh, an event, and she's got a little bit of distance, which could help, doesn't really matter, but she's very good with her irons, hitting a lot of greens, and she's a little bit above tour average in putting, um, which really is all you need. I mean, if, if you're hitting, you know, 75% of their greens, which, you know, some of these women do, all, all you need to do is be a fairly average putter. I mean, she came in 12th at the Kia, uh, rode, you know, hot irons and, and a good putter. I'm going to play that. And Brooke Henderson is, is an obvious choice. I'm, I'm okay with playing Brooke Henderson. I'm going to be underweight on Henderson because I'm projecting her to be over 30% owned, which is just outrageous for a player that really hasn't been playing all that well. I mean, she's been fine. I mean, she's got four top 20s, but 
it hasn't appeared to be that good. Like it's been very B game for Brooke Henderson, B minus game for Brooke Henderson. And I mean, like I said, she's produced four top twenties in the last five events. Like she's producing. It's just, I don't know. It's not flashy. She's not scoring a lot of DraftKings points, which, you know, is based is the name of the game. I mean, you can come in, in third place, you can get that placement point, but if you're, you know, coming there by making, you know, 68 pars, you're not going to score a lot of points on DraftKings. There's there's players that are going to come in 12th place that are going to score higher than you and probably be a lot cheaper and a lot lower owned. The 30% ownership scares me, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if she comes in, you know, at that number. So I'm, I'm going to play her, but I'm going to obviously mix and match some other players to counteract the chalk, but I'm going to be underweight just because of that ownership is going to scare me, and I don't think that she's going to win with that ownership you kind of need her to win um unless you know you can find other spots on the board where you're not getting you know 35 percent on players which i don't think there's going to be another one but anyway um i said jungun lee six is a big fade i mean she's priced over 9k i don't know why she's priced over 9k she hasn't finished event an event this season inside the top 45. I mean, it's just out outrageous that she's priced this high. She's scoring just five times her DraftKings, or five times her price in DraftKings value. She came in 64th overall in my custom model. She's not very good with her iron. She's losing strokes uh, with iron play. She's tour average in distance, tour average in fairways. She's a fairly good putter, but it hasn't been translating into score. She's tour average in scoring. It's not producing any results until that price comes down into really maybe even the upper sevens. I'm, I wouldn't even consider it. It's it's not even on the radar. And I'm also fading Arya Jitanagarn, and I'm a little nervous about it because of her course history. However, she hasn't played very well. Um, it's just the the recent form doesn't match the course history, and I'm just there's there's better options. Um, there's better options there, and she's going to be probably about 8% owned, and I, I don't really see her coming in the top 15. There's too many players that are riding hot form that also have course history or just, frankly, like I said, just playing better. Uh, so with that with that ownership and that price, you kind of need a top 12 finish, and I don't see it happening. All right, let's go into the 8Ks. Trying to make this nice and short and sweet for you all to get your lineups created since we got a Wednesday start. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that a couple of times because I really want these contests to get filled so we can get some bigger ones. So don't forget it starts on Wednesday. It locks at 6 a.m. Eastern time. Alright. NG Chun, 8900. Al Ewing, 88. Jennifer Cupcho, 87. Stacy Lewis, 86. Amy Olson, 8-5. Maria Jatanagarn, 8-4. Hannah Green, 8-3. Jenny Shin, 8-2. Austin Ernst, 8-1. Amy Yang, 8,000 even. This range is very interesting. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I mean, nothing here jumps out at me. Nothing. It's just like, it's kind of just meh from top to bottom. I, I like two players up above 10K very much, so I've kind of skipped the nines and the eights, and I've just peppered the sevens, which is a range that I love. So frankly, this is just a range that I'm really not that interested in. However, there's a couple names that I think can provide some value for you. Um, Allie Ewing at 8,800. She's been trending up from, you know, the first week we did this, with which was Cambridge. So every time I, I go back in and reference the the events played it's going to start at the game bridge because or or the tournament of champions which is where i kind of started doing this whole thing creating this model so that's where i'm going back and she's been trending up every single event since 52nd 34th 33rd and the seventh place finish last week that she played she actually played in the final group dropped a 40 foot bomb on 18 for birdie which is why my man skylar hoke of fdn daily didn't win his contest <laughs> win take down that gvp which really sucks because she didn't make shit all day. Uh, but she's been playing very well. She came in ninth overall in my model. Putting has been her her issue, which came to fruition, you know, down the stretch and on that Sunday. And, I mean, frankly, she just got beat down by 
Patty that it, and everybody else did it as well. It wasn't her. But she still finished strong. I mean, she got it together. She she made some she made a double early in her round and got it back together and played very well, which is good. That's good to see. Putting scares me a little bit. However, she's came in ninth overall in my model. I projected her to be about six and a half percent owned. She's putting up about an eight X value on DraftKings. And she's been playing very steadily and improving each week, which is something that I've been looking for. I created a trend uh, model, a trend page in my model that I've been kind of monitoring and haven't really used yet because I've been kind of fucking with it over the last few weeks. I'm using it for my personal use this week. I'm going to reference it a couple times, but not too much because I I still want to kind of get a feel for it. Uh, But she's been trending up, you know, each week. And I like that. So I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of her if, you know, if I make a balanced lineup, which is going to be the minority of my lineup builds. But I will have a couple balanced in there because I do it every week because you never know. Jenny Shin is interesting to me at 8,200. Uh, she's going to be sub 5% owned. And she hasn't missed a cut yet. And she has two top 12s. At 8,200, that's not bad. I'm not... At 8,200, you're not asking her to win. Your top 12 at that price is going to help you win, win your contest. Um, so I'm interested in that. It's not my favorite, but I am very interested. Uh, she's putting up 8.5x value, and she gains in every aspect that I'm looking at, um, every aspect of my model that I've created. She gains everywhere. She's a, She's gaining three-quarters of a... Stroke putting, three and a half with her irons, four and a half off the tee. She's very, very good at scoring. She's gaining about two strokes of the field in scoring. And like I said, she's just performing really well. The results have shown. Um, She's got two top 12s. And she came in 28th last week at the ANA, which is a very good finish in a major. Uh, So I'm interested there. Um, one person I'm not playing, Inji Chun, which it, it pains me to say because I'm such a big Inji Chun fan. She's burned me two weeks in a row. Um, that's not the reason why I'm not playing her. I just, in my trend model, she's trending down every week. And it, I mean, which obviously happens when you come off two top fives and then you get DQ'd and you miss a cut. It's going to happen, but it, it didn't look very crisp last week at the ANA. She did not look very good. Um, obviously missed the cut by a couple. She just couldn't get it going on Friday. And I don't know. The ownership is going to be fairly high. She's going to be, you know, 10 to 12% owned. And it's just, it scares me because of the way that she's been trending. I think she's going to be too high owned for me. And this is, like I said, this is a range that I'm for the most part skipping. So, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be playing her at all. Jennifer Cupcho. I don't know what to do with. I really don't. She came in second overall in my model, and I was very, very surprised by that. But she's going to be, she's been very high owned every single week. Her price jumped quite a bit up to 8700 where she's she's been sitting in the upper sevens right around 8 k You know, for the last three events, she jumped up to 87 which is probably deserved, but uh I don't, I don't know what to do with that price. Just seems too high, eighty seven hundred. I need you to top ten, and I don't see her doing that. Uh, I was very surprised she came in number two overall in my model. This is just kind of an eye test that I just, I don't know. the The game doesn't match that number quite yet. I got to see a little bit more. She did really well at the drive on. That was probably the weakest field we've seen since the calendar year began. I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not all that interested all right let's go to the sevens big range big range so bear with me here gabriella ruffles 7900 christy kerr nasa hataoka 78 Lu, Brittany altamere 77 hanako shibuno unhee g mihyang lee 76 leona mcguire cheyenne knight yelimi no 75 azahara munoz jennifer song alim kim stephanie meadow 74 Yui Kawamoto, Christina Kim, Caroline Masson, Xiu Lin, 73, Yuka Sasso, Lizette Salas, and Van Dam, 
Kristen Gilman, 72. Rose Zhang, Pernilla Lindbergh, Ashley Buhai, Chella Choi, Catherine Kirk, 71. Mina Harrigay, Sarah Schmelzel, Ryan O'Toole, Nicole, Brock Larson, Pajuri, Anana Rukarn, Wei-Ling Su, 7,000. I'm sorry, Pajuri, if I butchered your name. I love this range. Love it. Top to bottom. There's players all over. I got like notes on 14 players that I that I'm going to be playing. I'm going to rotate them in and out of each lineup. I'm gonna kind of lock in on you know three or four up top and just kind of mix and match these you know dozen or so down here and you know see what happens. My I got three four absolute favorites that at least two of the four are gonna be in every single lineup I create. It's going to be my main core that I'm going to be rotating in and out. And those are Christina Kim at 73, Gabriella Ruffles at 79, Leona McGuire at 75, and Ryan O'Toole at 7 even. Those are my four favorite plays on the entire board, not named MB Park. And it's just for a week that pricing caught up, these numbers are just, they just stood out to me. They're, they were too low. Um, Gabriella Ruffles at 7,900 is probably the most accurately priced of the bunch. That's exactly where I think she belongs. And I think that it may deter people from playing her, uh, which I'm hoping happens. I, I, I see her being about 10% owned, but I think that may be a overestimate based on the fact that her price jumped significantly. One of the biggest jumps um, on the board. She's been sitting right in the mid-sixes. She's played two events, and she's been 6,600. Um, on average, and they bumped her up to 79. That's a big jump, and people are going to see that jump and probably be deterred from playing her. But she's been playing excellent. She top 20 at the ANA last week. She damn near has produced a 10x value on DraftKings, about 9.8, which obviously is going to be difficult to duplicate now that her price has jumped up so high. But at that ownership, potentially being you know an overestimate, and the fact she gains. In every single aspect that I'm looking at, she's a great putter. She's very accurate, good with her irons, and she's producing. She has, you know, she came in 38th at the drive-on, drive-on or the game bridge. Um, it was actually the game bridge. She came in 36th at the game bridge. And 19th, she topped 20 last week at A&A. Played very consistently um, throughout the week. It was just one of those tournaments where some players just played extremely well. But she was right there, you know, in that secondary tournament. She was right there. Uh, so that's a player that I'm playing a lot. Christina Kim, I also really, really like. I think she's priced far too low. Um, same thing, producing a damn near 10x DraftKings value. Um, price jumped from 6.7 to 7.3, which isn't very significant. Gains across the board. Very good putter. Uh, I see her ownership being under 3% which I really, really like, which is one of those players that you can mix and match in with, you know, a Brooke Henderson if you want to go that route and differentiate, differentiate your lineup. There's only 441 entries. It's going to be pretty easy to create a unique lineup. It's not the Millie Maker when, you know, there's 475,000 entries and duplicates are just a gonna. It's just going to happen. It's not necessarily going to happen here. If you find one player that's, you know, under under 4% owned, you could pretty much create any lineup you want. And Christina Kim fits that mold beautifully. She's been excellent in the two events that she's come back and played. She she just came back during the Kia, came in 26th, 19th at the ANA. So two basically top 25s and, you know, hasn't missed a beat in the time off that she took. Uh, so I, I like that a lot. I'm playing her a lot. Leona McGuire has been one of the better players that hasn't won. She's priced at 7500 which is quite a big jump. I was playing her a lot at the ANA. She played okay. She came in 28th, top 30. She has two top 20s, one top 10 in four events played this year. And she's just not on anybody's radar. I see her being about 5% owned. And she's producing a 10.5x value on DraftKings. Gains across the board. Very good putter. Very accurate. Very good with her irons. And price didn't jump that high. Um, over the last three events, she averaged $6,900 price tag, and they bumped her up to 7.5, which is 
not bad, but I still think it's too low. I still think I think she's you know a seventy nine to eighty one hundred dollar player the way she's been playing, and she's not a name. She's not going to give you a whole lot of name value, and so that's where they're getting this price tag. She came in eleventh overall in my model. She looked very good. She's the thirty third priced player, and she was eleventh in my model. That's value in my eyes. Uh, so I'm playing her a lot too. Last but not least, Ryan O'Toole at seven thousand. She's another one of those 10x players. Didn't get a big bump. Uh, she was 67 last week at the ANA. Bumped her up to seven, and just not enough. That's it's still too low with the way she's been playing. She top 20 at the ANA. She has three top 25s in four events, and the other one is the 34th. So she has no event where she came outside the 35, outside the top 35, and she's still a $7,000 player. It's a smash play. You got to play her everywhere. She's playing way too well to be priced this low. Um, and I see her ownership only being about 25 to 3%, which is just, again, it's just crazy. You, you put her and Christina Kim in a lineup with those two ownerships, you can play whoever you want up top, anybody. You want to play the chalk with Nelly Corda and Brooke Henderson? Go for it. Nobody else is going to have this lineup. Go for it. Do whatever you want. Uh, she's great. She's tour average off the tee, but great with her irons and a very good putter. And like I said, the results are being shown. Um, like I said, there's a lot of players in this group that I like. Those are my four favorites. I'll briefly touch on a few others. Uh, Christy Kerr at 7,800. She has the course history. She's won, or not course, it, tour, tournament history. I apologize. I've been saying course history. I'm, I'm meant to reference tournament history. It's a different course. However, same look and feel, same condition, same grass, same everything. You can see... Co Olina from Capolet. You can see it. It's they're right next door. Um, but Chris Kerr's one. She's a very, very good putter. She's one of the shorter players um, who's going to benefit from you know the shorter golf course. She's made four or four cuts since I've been doing this. Nothing great. Nothing inside the top twenty-five. But I can see that changing this week. I can see her you know coming t fifteen, and at uh, that price tag, that's all you need. I think it's one of the safest plays. In this range, I think she's got the highest floor. Uh, she may not necessarily have the high ceiling. I don't. I don't see her winning. I don't see her, you know, being in the last pair of groups on sun on Sunday or Saturday. But I, I see her not finishing outside the top twenty-five. I just don't see it happening here. Um, Ziyu Lin, seventy-three hundred. I've been playing her a lot since this whole thing began, and it's been paying off. She's been playing extremely well. Uh, four made cuts. Uh, two top 25s, just steady. Another steady player, another high floor. Uh, didn't get a big price bump. Averaging 7,100 over the last three events, bumped her up to 7,3. It's not enough. She's averaging almost a 9x value on DraftKings, and she gains across the board in every single stat that I am that I use. And she's only going to be about 5 to 7% owned. It's just... And I'm... I'm Nervous that these numbers are going to jump up a little bit just because I'm not confident yet, 100% confident in my ownership projections. I don't think they're going to be perfect for a while. I don't think, well, I don't think they're ever going to be perfect, but I don't think they're going to be very accurate for a while. I think they're going to be good enough for me to use to get a general idea and give you guys a general idea of what, what they may come in at, but I'm not taking it as gospel just yet. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, if these, and we'll never know. There's no site out there that's given you any sort of idea of what ownership can be. So basically what, what I have here is the best thing I can go off of. Um, but Zeulin is priced too low. If that ownership jumps a little bit, it's not going to scare me away because I, I, if she doesn't top 25, I'll be very surprised. Yui Kawamoto, sorry if I butchered that, um, at 7,300 is a player that, I am confident that's going to be under 2%. Uh, she was only 0.5% at the ANA, which was her only event. And it's just not a name that people are going to jump to. She came in 28th at the ANA. She looked very, very solid. Nothing flashy, nothing bad. Um, very solid, great putter. Very, very good putter. Um, and it's got some distance off the tee and then basically tore average everywhere else. Uh, it's just at 7,300. Potentially no ownership. She produced 10.5x value last week. 
it's a it's a dart throw. I mean, we don't really know what kind of condition she's in to play consecutive events, even though there was a break in the middle of this, which helps. She looked really good last week, so I'm going to throw the dart at her and, and see what she's got. Stephanie Meadow, 7,400. I like this play too. Um, see her being under 4% owned. Another one that just gains across the board. Tour average in putting. Uh, but when you get down to this range, I mean, you're going to have to sacrifice something at some point. Very good off the tee. Um, a little a tick above average with her irons and about average in putting. Uh, getting about 7.5x value on DraftKings. And she's been playing very well. Very solid. Uh, I don't want to say well, but very solid. Uh, the last three events, came 34th, 66th, and 19th. Solid, like I said. Nothing nothing crazy, but... You know, down here, you you make a cut for me. You know, make a run at a top 20, maybe backdoor top 20, top 15. That's all you need. Um, I also like you, Lou, $7,700. Gains across the board. Very, very good putter. Actually, I lied. She's below average uh, in fairways, uh, driving accuracy, but very, very good with her iron. She's, she's above average in greens, so she's making up for her missed fairways and she's a very good putter um, also just playing really well 8x value on DraftKings her price didn't jump that high uh, she's got three top 20s and a mix and a missed cut so take that for what it's worth I mean Dustin Johnson was you know as safe a play as you could possibly have at the Masters I mean he's his Masters resume you know over the course of his you know last eight years is just impeccable and missed the cut this week. It's going to happen. Her other three events, 16th, 19th, 19th. Very steady. $7,700, you top 20. I'm happy. Very happy. There's not a whole lot of complete fades in this group. Um, I just rattled off a bunch that I really like. Ashley Buhay, Buhay, Buhay has been trending the wrong direction uh, at $7,100. Her ownership is projected to be upwards of, you know, 9.5%. And frankly, she hasn't been playing that great. She had a couple runs, you know, a couple rounds that were very, very good. Um, she had a really good, I think she shot 65 one day at the game bridge. She came in eighth there. And then 34, 33 missed cut. It's not good enough for that ownership. It's just not. Like I said, there's too many plays in this range that I just I absolutely love that I just can't see myself putting her in a lineup. And Nasa Hataoka is another that's just an outright fade. Has not been playing good at all. 7800 one of the biggest price drops of the updated pricing, and rightfully so. She's producing a 4x value on DraftKings, and I project her to be over 15% owned, about 15 and a half. And she's not deserving of that price tag. She's not playing well um, at all. She was in the upper eights. I think she even touched nine one week. And, I mean, she has four events. She's missed two cuts and nothing inside the top 50. Until she shows me something, this is a player that I'm going to be late on rather than early. I'm not, I'm not risking it when there's too many other good plays. Uh, the 6K range is about... 85 players it is a huge range and there are quite a bit of players that haven't played yet this year which is a big dart throw um i'm not i'm probably not going to play anybody that hasn't played yet i just not confident enough in that's a long break a couple of the players have been playing on the symmetra tour not quite the same cheyenne woods is i think going to be a name that people C at 6,100, and they're going to see that last name, and they're going to play it, and she won a event by, I think, 16 a few weeks ago, or maybe a few months ago. I think it was in December, which is just outrageous, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not really going to dip below 6,700. Maybe There's one player at 64 that I, I will throw in one or two to really create a Stars and Scrubs type of lineup but for the most part this is a range that I'm kind of staying away from there's just too many players that have too many red flags which is why they're priced here and there's some players that I'm that I'm projecting to garner some ownership um, 
and I just think that's a disaster waiting to happen. Uh, three, there's three plays that I like. Susia Chang, $6,700. Not going to be. She has not been rostered this season by anybody, which is good news. Uh, she hasn't been great. She has two 44th place finishes in two different events and one missed cut. But she's been trending up stat-wise. So sooner or later, she's going to put that together. And I don't think she's going to win, but she's going to top top 15. Uh, she's really short off the tee, which I think has been a problem over the last few weeks. This course, it doesn't matter. She's excellent with her driving accuracy, good with her irons, good with her putter. She's producing an 8.5x value uh, for DraftKings, and her price remain relatively equal. She came in 45th in my model, and she's a 72nd priced player, which that's a big value. Um, and It's just someone that I'm going to throw a dart at. Like I said, I'm not going to dip into this range for much because I can, you know, pepper the 7,000, 71, 72, 73, and then hit 210K players. I have a couple builds that I've already messed with, and I've started, I've even started with two 10K players with MB Park and Lydia Co. And I didn't have to dip any lower than 68 or than the 67 if, if I wanted to. I didn't need to, um, but I did throw one of these 6,700 players in there. And then just peppered the 7K range. That's what I'm doing for the most part this week. Uh, another player I like, Elizabeth Zokel. Zokel? I'm not really sure how to say that. S-Z. Um, she's at $6,700 also. She's been gaining strokes in every aspect. She's virtually tour average in iron play. She's gaining 0.1 stroke to the field. Um, other than that, she's you know gaining a healthy amount. She's not producing, though. And I'm not really sure why. She has a miscut, a 34th, and a 66th. She didn't play at the A&A last week. She didn't qualify. And her scoring average is basically tour average. But she's gaining everywhere else. So I'm a little confused as to what's happening. I haven't seen her hit a single shot. She's never been on television. Uh, but the numbers are interesting. She's producing 7.2x DraftKings value, and she's going to be under 1% owned. Uh, so that's a dart throw. One major, my big dart throw of the week at $6,400 is Jennifer Chang. I actually really like this play, and I actually think it's a fairly safe play, um, as crazy as that may sound. She's made three or four cuts, and she has a top 10. At $6,400, if you give me a top 10, and I mess with anything up top, I'm, I'm going to win. Other than that top 10, her other two made cuts are a 70th and a 73rd. So she's basically finishing DFL of the players that made the cut. And she missed the cut at the a Take it for what it's worth. Her numbers are good. She's gaining across the board. It's just she's priced there for a reason. Um, she's very accurate. She's good with her iron. She's a, just a tick above tour average in putter, just a tick above tour average in scoring. Uh, but she's going to be under 1% owned, and she produces you know almost an AK. 8x DK value. Uh, came in 54th in my model. She's the 88th price player. That's good value to me. And she's just good. I mean, she's good. I think it's safe. I think it's safe for her to make the cut. I don't think it's safe for her to top 20. But I think she, of you know the 6K range, she's one of the safest made cut probability players on the board. Other than that, I'm really not playing anybody else. Aditi Ashok. Ashok. Uh, is somebody that I have been playing. She's slowly trending in the wrong direction, uh, stat-wise and results-wise. But you know, she's still creating an eight and a half x value on DK um, over the course of four weeks, and she's made four or four cuts. Uh, she has one top twenty-five, three top fifties, which at she's at sixty-six, sixty-seven hundred dollars. It's not bad. Her price didn't really take a jump. She's going to be under one percent owned. If you want to play that, I don't hate it. Um, I like the other three better, but she's probably number four. And after that, I'm probably not playing anybody else in this range at all. Um, this range is doo-doo, for lack of a better word. Uh, the 6K range lately, the last few weeks, has been you know a good place to find some value. But like I said, DraftKings fixed their pricing. They did really well this week. There was a couple... Spots where I thought they made mistakes, but for the most part, they did very well, and they're making up for 
the disasters that they've put out the last couple weeks. So that was it. I wanted it to be under 45 minutes. I didn't seem to hit that. I think we're right at that number. Um, last week, when I was with my guest, we didn't talk about bets. Um, I tweeted out my bets, but I didn't talk about them. If you want to follow me on Twitter, again, at JoeButter underscore. There's also a Twitter for the show, at GirlsGotGamePod. Uh, go ahead and give that that account a follow. But frankly, I use mine more. It's it's very hard to use two Twitter accounts. It's very difficult, so I really don't use it much. Um, I just po- post the shows. But a couple of the bets I'm making this week. Um, Lydia Ko, I think, is going to win at 9-1. to one. I threw a couple bucks on that um, just because I, I think it's going to win. But for the most part, when you're looking at odds like that, I'm not going to put up a lot of money. Because you're not getting a lot back, and you know it's a crapshoot anyway. Um, a couple that I do like: Gabriella Ruffles at seventy to one. I, I threw some on that. Leona McGuire at a hundred to one. Ziu Lin at a hundred twenty to one, and Ryan O'Toole at two hundred and ten to one. I put money on Ryan O'Toole at the ANA at two forty to one. It's just a a long shot dart throw that I'm willing to take each and every week because I think a win is coming. She's playing really, really well. She's won before. She knows how to do it. It's been a little while. Um, she's, you know, one of the vets on tour, but it's coming. Like, she's playing too, too well right now. That win is coming eventually, so I'm going to keep throwing some bones at it. When If those odds stay that long, even though she's producing results, even though they're not wins, she's producing results. Same with Patty. She was 180 to 1 last week. They're producing results that require those odds to come down, and they're not doing it. Uh, so I'm going to keep peppering it until she wins or until they get them odds down to where they belong. That's all I have for you this week. Hope you all enjoyed it. Again, this event starts on Wednesday. Get your lineups in. Fill those contests. I really want some bigger contests for these LPGA tournaments. I really want some big contests. I really want more people to get interested in this. Tell your friends, anybody that you know that is a degenerate of the daily fantasy sports world and just a golf fan, tell them about this show. Tell them to listen. Tell them to play. Tell them to watch. Watch a couple swings. You know, Watch a round. Eventually, you're going to watch a tournament, and eventually, you're going to get hooked because these girls are really, really good. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll talk next time.